Welcome to Black by Default, a safe space we've built to discuss all the things we celebrate, hide, brag, and shame in the name of being Black. The Blackness. Keep the keep on. Yeah. All right, so here we are. We are back. Season two. We are back. Yay! God, it's been a really long time. It has. It feels so good to be doing this with you again. It does. I'm excited. For yeah. This, this season and this year. And this year. Yeah. You Guys. still been really weird, but. Huh. <laughs> it's been the Hunger Games out here. Right. Okay. Oh my God, I watched that the other day. No. I cannot. No. It's too close to home now. It, it, was, it, it was just too much. I so can't. Do- what? What were you going to say? I was going to say, and I cannot revisit The Handmaid's Tale either. No. <laughs> no, I don't even want, I, don't, I like, I can't even fantasize about a threesome now because it's just all Handmaid's Tale. It all <laughs> feels way too Handmaid's Tale for me, okay? I'm like, this I hope is, nobody, like, binged that in 2020 trying to, like, catch up because I'm sure. Uh, everybody that stormed the Capitol did. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, mess, honey. Ooh, man, mess. That, that was a America. white tribalism for the edges. America is ghetto. The it's world ghetto. is ghetto. Earth is ghetto. Earth is ghetto. Earth is ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Danny, um, so what have you been up to since our our last season, episode 10, season one finale? Um, I've just been, you know, surviving. <laughs> Um, virtual school with my kindergartner, um, which is God, it's, mm. a, it's really a struggle and my doing my own schooling. So that's been, you know, a test, honey. It's been a test. And you got a dog. Oh God. Yes. Child. <laughs> I, forgot about, I forgot about that little demon that I have welcomed into my home. Oh, come on. You're the perfect millennial suburban family now. We don't live in the suburbs. We live in Baltimore City, honey. Okay, okay yeah, you Shorty, right, pull you your right. mask up. Oh, say, Shorty, pull your mask up. Okay? Let me put my mask on before she Shorty, starts shooting. pull your mask up. There's <laughs> nothing scarier Shout than a girl with a Brooklyn and Baltimore accent. Shout out to Mayor Brandon Scott. He's real. He's really. He real. said that the mayor said that. Yeah, and con- it was a. It was like he was addressing the city about <laughs> what's going on with the vaccines, and this guy was like ha- heckling him, and he and he didn't have his mask on. He was like, "Shorty, pull your mask up. Shorty, pull your mask up." I, was, I love him. I can't believe he didn't see it. No, well. I'm not, you know, listen. I've my, been posting it, <laughs> but yes, go ahead. But yes, girl, I know you, you live in a whole nother place now. So yeah. Also remember I, I wasn't on the internet for my first, for the first month of my move. So. Oh no, this just happened. Okay. Well then I'm going to check she it out. She wasn't on the internet. That girl was on the internet. Okay. I was okay. I was <laughs> lightly. <laughs> I was diet internetting. <laughs> yes, diet. All right, I was the Coke Zero of Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yes. yes. So, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, so I have moved. 
I am now living in Mexico. Woo, yes, <laughs> I decided, you know, if I want a Terry McMillan experience, I have to give it to myself. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, I, it has now been two months um, since I've moved and in ceremony fashion, I ended up injuring myself the first weekend uh, <laughs> on, on day five. Had to get emergency surgery uh, on day 10. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You laugh now. It's over. But <laughs> now, first of all, everybody was laughing then. Anybody laugh? It's not laugh now. All oh, y'all laughing. I know you too. Yes, we were. Yeah, first of all, I'm the, excuse me, as the queen of the side chat, I know when side chats are happening, I feel it in my spirit. So I know that y'all was having a good old kickly cackle. Nah, there was no side chat, man. Nah. But there was a good laugh. Was there a side FaceTime? <laughs> Maybe a phone call. Let's say a prayer for Sarah real quick. She did it again. Oops, she did Jesus it again. cover that foot because... Lord knows, honey. Yeah, but so I got surgery. Oh, emergency surgery in a whole nother country. Got it was me. the best. <laughs> Luckily, you know, my, my surgeon and my anesthesiologist were so good looking and so kind that I said that the epidural was damn near a sensual experience. So <laughs> that's for another episode. Uh, <laughs> so sorry on, on your eat, pray, love. Uh, no, uh, no. Don't be telling. No, absolutely not. This is not eat, pray, love. I'm tired of people texting me that. Okay, this is not that. That is eat, pray, that. love. Yes, Alexandria. Oh. Yeah, no. Eat, pray, love is a movie about modern day colonialism, and that is not what I'm here for. But I, <laughs> I just moved into my own place. I'm really excited. Um, this is the first time I'm living alone. Mm-hmm. This is fabulous, and. Um, I'm sure there'll be an episode where I give you all the adventures that have come with that because, Um, oh man, so we, so I feel like we have new rules. Yeah, we have new rules. You can go over them. No, do you want to go over them? No, because I don't know what they are. (laughs) Well, the new rules are, there are no rules. No. So we, we, after getting season one together we realized that um, we need a bit more structure because Danny and I can go on forever and ever and ever. So what we've decided to do... Editing that is a nightmare. Yes, because Danny is editing and I offer no help. And um, (laughs) in order to be kind of better and more organized, we decided that we are... Our concepts are, are pretty broad and there's a lot that can be covered. So what we wanted to do this season is offer up a kind of surprise interview where we create three questions for each other. We don't know what those questions are. um, And it centers around the topic at hand. That way, um, you know, we realize that we will come up with a concept or have this phrase or idea in our mind. And then when we get to record, we both have very different ideas of what that that topic is. Um, and as this is a podcast to kind of amplify the many voices of black women and black girlhood and black experiences, we felt, okay, we need to streamline this. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do three questions each, um, see how that goes. And it's actually really exciting. I don't know about you, Danny, um, but I feel like 
I didn't anticipate the impact that this podcast would have on our friendship and also just like how we communicate with each other, you know, uh, like this, it's changed, you know, it's growing, it's evolving. So um, this is kind of be something new. This rule might only last three episodes. We don't know, <laughs> but we're going to test it out today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Danny, do you want to introduce the, the season two, episode one topic? Well, yeah. So while we were um, away, uh, you know, we a lot has changed in the world. Um, we kicked out somebody. Well, not fully because, you know, they're kind of... That nigga won't leave. Yeah, they're refusing to to leave or gracefully bow out. Um, so we elected a new president and vice president. Um, president Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, this is a big deal. One, because we really are relieved that um, that crazy man is out of office. I refuse to say his name. I don't know who that man um, is. It's like saying Bloody Mary in the mirror three times. I'm afraid he might freaking pop up. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Candyman. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's gone. Um, what else? Uh, 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 the, the, the biggest thing. <laughs> biggest, hello. Right. But the that biggest man, thing. Let's talk about the whole picture, the point. Okay. Kamala Harris, honey. Vice President elect mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Yes. Okay. This is a big deal for us. Big. Black woman. Cue the Solange seat at the table album now. Cue it up. Incredible. All I see is Solange splitting off the stage into that white man's face. Honestly. I, I feel like that should be the inauguration dinner performance. <laughs> Her jumping off and just getting in like Biden's face or like any Lady Gaga. Gaga. Come on, they and Jennifer be- Lopez. Happened to Beyonce. Beyonce said no. She probably said no. She probably said no. And no. Solange was like, mm. <laughs> Solange didn't even say no. She mmed it. <laughs> Kamala coming out to uh, Mary J. Blige. When she, when the um, in the white, in the in the all white sag harbor, winter white, winter white, the winter. Y'all yeah, was trying to go into white. Why she got a white? It was winter white. Okay, get it together. <laughs> okay. I don't know these heathens. Yes, came out and you know just brought them to in her AKA glory. Yes, honey. Okay, okay shout out to the divine nine. Right now, the AKA. Let me tell you. <laughs> As they like, should in the, in the Howard alum, as they should. As they should. Okay, as they should. HBCUs. Yep. I mean, this is a big, this is, man, this is a big time for black folks, man. We had a 20, the 2020s is about to be like lit, man. Let's see. But, uh, well, let's, yeah. See, I'm scared. You know, everybody <laughs> starts out with the new year, new me shit, bitch. I have PTSD from the new year, new me of 2020. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna see what it's gonna do with it, do baby. That should be. We here, we healthy. Look, we made we doing things out here. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
And uh, this amazing moment in history uh, helped kind of inspire this episode. Well, it's it, well, we well, had this topic, but we did even more relevant. Like it's even more so relevant, and even more so because this week is the inauguration. So, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the topic. Um, it's one of those questions that I'm sure many have been asked or many love to just randomly, like a random fact, like, yeah, I have, I have this in my family. But the question here that we are going to answer is, Sarah. Do you have Indian in your family? <laughs> Every black, black person has been asked that damn question. Or everyone, has, do you have it? Or you volunteer information that you do have it. Can't wait to tell that your great great grandmother is Pocahontas. Don't. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> she don't know you. You have no relation to her. <laughs> yeah. and, and the reason why we kind of tie it to to Vice President Harris is because she is. Um, Obviously, the first everything. The first everything. Uh, First everything. But a black um, and East Indian descendant um, in, you know, out here, out here running our country. And she truly has Indian in her family. (laughs) Truly. And I can imagine going to HBCU. She has been asked that question many a times. Um, And Danny and I have had relationships with that question as well. Um, Danny having East Indian heritage um, and I having Native American heritage, but, you know, mine is a little further back down the line. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we just wanted to kind of get into this. We've heard this all the time growing up. This is definitely a phrase about our childhood. And um, we want to use this time to explore today. So we're going to sure. play out our, our three questions. Yes. And Danny, so are D- we going to, um, who want, I mean, I want, I wanted to start with you. Three minutes, right? Let's try it. Okay, I'm trying so, to be good here. So the, first, <laughs> the first thing that I want to ask you is, um, you know, what, how do you identify with this question? How do you answer this question? Do I have it? okay? So, are we starting the time? Yes, I start. I'm sorry <laughs> when you answer. Go. Okay. Yeah. So I've I've been asked this question before. Um, obviously, I've definitely answered it. Um, sometimes with more gusto, other times not so much. But I would say yes. Um, I would say I I do. Um, I say that my great grandmother um is part Shinnecock and we are along New York descendants we are somewhere between nine and eleven generations New Yorkers um and part of that comes from our Native American heritage um and I feel like I always kind of connected with that question or kind of always how can I say I almost maybe embraced it growing up because I was always told that like you know I wasn't black enough and I had like family that was very fair-skinned and had these 
strong features, you know, super strong cheekbones, um, uh, you know, long, softer hair. So it kind of allowed me to, I guess, rationalize why we look different. Um, and I think I also was upset a lot growing up that I didn't get to inherit those qualities, um, particularly hair. And we have a whole hair episode season one, so we can go back on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that question, um, it was something that I used to be excited to answer because when I told I was, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. I, I hate that term, the term exotic, but like, there was something about it, you know, there's, there, you were taught that there was, it was better to be black and something else. So that allowed me to kind of be black and something else. Because if I told people I was, had Irish in my family, they'd laugh my black ass out the damn room. And don't think I didn't try it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried it. Seven year old Sarah tried it. And that did not go far. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, that kind of allowed me to, to, I guess, play mixed. It's weird. It's, 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 it's complicated, but we're, we're going to talk about our childhood being black in America is messy. So yeah, it is. Yeah. For sure. D- did I hit time? Um, yes, you did. Great. Wow. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, damn, you kind of answered the questions that I was going to ask. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, I was going to say, did you ever use that um, to negate, like, your blackness in, in front of others? And you kind of just was like, yeah, I told me why I was Irish, but it didn't work. Well, yeah. we, could go with, we can go into it more. I mean, this is like an intro topic. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, so, so I have, I have. A, okay, you want to just go back? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're gonna go back and forth. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. So I'm actually glad that you asked me that question because the one that I wanted to ask you was: Did you recognize that there was some type of ranking or sense of superiority between your Black American heritage and your Caribbean Indian heritage? Um, and did do you rank your connection with um, each ethnicity over the other? Then um, or now? Well, my father is Trinidadian um, and he would be considered Indo-Trinidadian um, because he's of Indian descent. Uh, I never knew my father had an accent until I was in my late teens you know, mm. when you grow up with someone <laughs> around you, you just you don't pay attention to those things. So I never realized that there was really much of any difference. Um, obviously, I was mostly raised around my African-American side. So I did feel more connected to that culture growing up to African being African-American. Um, it wasn't until maybe high school when I started hanging around more Caribbean people of Caribbean descent um, when I went to Catholic school. Cause before that I uh, wasn't really, no one was really speaking on those things. 
Mm-hmm. So as far as the kids that I were around, was around and associating with, and even in Jack and Jill, you, you, your focus is being an African-American and African-American culture, Kwanzaa, et cetera. So once I went to high school and I was just more exposed to being around Caribbeans, I really got to fully embrace my Caribbean culture. Um, and then I was able to kind of balance both from mm-hmm. that time on because um, I can relate and be, I've been deeply involved with both sides. Um, when my grandmother would visit every year and spend time, my mother's, um, my father's mother. Um, and she, you know, would cook all of those foods and we would listen to, you know, my father played Caribbean music. So it really was kind of like a, my home is a, is a melting pot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And my mother, and, you know, she embraces it as well. Caribbean culture. Absolutely. So, this, so there was this balance um, in the home. Did you notice people kind of um, celebrate or be or seem more almost treat one part of your ethnicity better than the other or kind of use language to make one appear it was better than the other or cooler than the other or more exotic than the other? No, um, because my family was so my some of my cousins are also half Caribbean, right? Um, half Jamaican, half um, Bayesian from Barbados. Um, no, nobody really thought of it as anything different. Um, so were you ever asked that question? Those things, huh? Were you ever asked those questions? What question? Do you have Indian in your family? No one's ever asked you that. Not from my family. Well, no, not. I don't mean family. I mean outside world. Oh, okay. So outside world, yes, people did ask me if I had Indian in my family, or it was mostly, "Are you mixed? What are you mixed with?" Um, that was mostly the question because I think it was mostly because of my if I was getting my hair um, blown out, mm-hmm. people would ask me that question. Otherwise, no one asked me that. If my hair was in my natural state, no one ever asked me that question. I noticed it was only when my hair was blown out. Mm, yeah, interesting. Okay. So, just separate from that, um, you know, our backgrounds. Do you think that it's a necessity for people to choose a race? Mm. Ooh, <laughs> dang, girl! I think it depends. <laughs> Um, I think that you can't, I I don't think you should choose ethnicity. I don't think you should choose your nationalities because there are people mixed, but I think if you're black, you're black. Mm -hmm. I think, um, and I, I can say that because growing up in the United States, um, blackness, um, and black is a race and it doesn't, um, it doesn't pertain to like a certain culture or anything like that. It's like if you have African descendants within your blood and it shows in your features, then you're black. So, um, but I, but I, I'm not down the other way around. It's <laughs> see, it just has to show that race is such a weird social construct. Um, I think that you, I think that there's a problem if you don't, embrace your black race fully 
and you can be as light as you want to be. You can be as pale as you want to be. If your father's black, if your mother's black, you're black. Um, however, if your family all the way until your great, great grandmother was half black, mama, you're white. So like, like basically like if your parents are white, your grandparents are white, your great grandparents are white, but then your great, great, great was like part native American, because I've heard that before, then I'm, then I'm not going to, then, then you're white. Like, so it's, it's just, it's, it's, oh man, it just really shows you what a ridiculous construct the concept of race is but it but it's real like the construct is real because so much hate and violence and like actual things have been placed for and so it's like it's hard to show that race is race isn't real but its impact is Mm -hmm. um and with that i i don't have tolerance for those that aren't black trying to co-opt it and i have pity for those that feel burdened by it when their black heritage is clearly so like close it's coming out of their body i mean it's like your skin your hair you know family photos um you know i I think of i'm thinking about Meghan markle right now where i'm like that girl's hair can never curl again you know, can it? I don't know. But like, she's always straightened her hair. Mm. Always straightened her hair. Um, but I think that you can't just choose what you want. Sometimes. So the question is more so because we're speaking on asking African-Americans or asking people who are black if they have Indian in their family the question is really like for those who actually do and have you know what I mean are of mixed race I think it's a it's a bit more of a struggle to when you go back and forth if you have two parents in the household who are two different races and one feels one can feel slighted to the other because of you know what I mean? How you choose to identify as. Yeah. But I think it's harder. Because when- society has already decided, like, you have to choose what, you know, you know what I mean? Right. What you identify as. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think, like I said, culturally, um, nationality wise, I, I obviously don't feel like there needs to be a choice because um, I feel like that question choose is so unfair, especially to mixed families of color when someone is, you know, Chinese uh, and someone is black American, both of those ethnicities deserve to be embraced. Um, I think that living in America because there, the racial history is so ingrained. I think that, um, I always identify someone as black with multiple heritage. So in my mind, I see someone you're black with Chinese and American heritage. Right. Um, Because in America, not choosing blackness or not choosing your black identity or not embracing or, or, or considering yourself black has always been used as a means to achieve. 
And anytime you're like not choosing blackness in the, in America, you are also kind of continuing the idea that being black is bad and being black is wrong and being black only holds you back. Right. So I think embracing your blackness in America is an act of resistance. So I never, I don't think you should obviously get rid of your culture, but I think that if you do have black within you, if you are part black, embrace it at every given time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because everyone is searching for a way not to be black. <laughs> like we were ra- we were raised to find ways to not be black, which is why do you have Indian in your family is such a prevalent term right. because black Americans and black people in America are always told it's, if you are, if there's any less black in you, you're, you're better. Yeah. You're better. Any so, disassociation with, with blackness, blackness is better. It's going to be good. It's good. Good for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, And then some shit. um, Just on the opposite of that, um, just from personal experience, Mm -hmm. when I've been asked, because I know it's coming from a place not of like, oh, I'm interested in, you know what I mean, your background and where you come from. It's more so of, uh, oh, you only look like this because you're not, something in you is not black. Right. Right. When people, when I know where that's coming from, right. I, someone says it and I, I've had somebody come to me and like, like, Oh, what are you, what are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I, what do you mix with? Cause you're not, you know, you're not fully black. And I'm like, I'm black. No, no, no. I mean like, what, what else do you have? And in, 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 like, cause you know, and I'm like, no, I'm black. Mm-hmm. I am black. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not gonna have a conversation with somebody like that, Absolutely. because that's gonna be a whole teaching moment. And I don't have I don't have it in me to do that. And I've been that way since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't question me. If I want to share what I am with you, then I'll share it. Or if you come to me in a different manner, then we'll, we'll have the conversation. But don't negate my blackness for me. And that is the opposite of that. That is the opposite experience that I want to bring up. Just, you know, say I'm black. There's always, no, no, you're not black, black though. So that leads me to my second question I was going to ask you, which is brilliant. Look at us segueing each other into our own questions. Love it. <laughs> um, has there ever been a moment where do you have Indian in your family was used as an insult? Um. It, so I don't know if the person intended on it being an insult, but I was, when I was younger, um, I got have facial hair. Mm-hmm. I'm a hairy person. Um, and a, a girl, you know, asked me if I was so-and-so because I had a mustache. Like she said this in front of people, you know what I mean? And I'm a young girl. Yeah. I'm I, I'm, you know, going through self-image issues. You know what I mean? My mother is not a hairy person. You know what I mean? But I am. So there were, you know, things like that. Like I didn't have, like I had hairy legs. She didn't have hairy legs and hair on my arms and stuff like that. So there were, I had some issues with that because I felt like I needed to, you know, shave or do this and that, which over the years I've, you know, I don't care anymore. I, you know, live my best hairy life. And <laughs> so, but that was, I think she was, she was being offensive because um, she was Caribbean, but she was 
a black Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when they engage with Indians who are from the Caribbean, that's how they talk to them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know you. I know you Indian because you got a mustache. So the way it would be asked from a black, like, and I, I didn't want to interrupt. I want you to kind of keep going with the fact that like when black people ask you, oh, you got something else in you, it's to kind of try to equivalize something in you. And that's so I, I, how is that question asked from a black American versus a Caribbean um, descendant? Well, like I told you, the person was like, the person's like, you're not black. Are you not black, black? What are you mixed with? Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. And that I'm gathering that always pissed you off. Well, that was, yeah. Cause it's like, what's black, black? Like, what are you talking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you were never, you're never black enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're either, you're either too black or you're not black enough. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what is it? And, right. <laughs> what do I, I fit in? No one what ever knows. It's just, you are what you are, child. Now, don't be, now, now, I'm not saying nobody, I'm not saying, you know, what's the lady? Dol, Rachel Dolezal. Dol Rick, thank you. I am talking about them. I am, we are not talking to y'all today, okay? <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So, do you have a question three? Hold up, hold up, hold up. There's a fine line between appropriation and appreciation. Uh, can we agree with that? Okay. Right? Can we, like, we're going to, yeah, we're going to go there. Grassy, okay. <laughs> Crazy. It goes there. Um, that's, well, it's like multiple questions, but. Um, Give it to me. Have you ever participated in that? Or have you been around, like, have you witnessed it and not, you know, just let go? Oh, Oh, you're trying to make my family reunion real spicy. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. So, yes, there is a very fine line between cultural appropriation and appreciation. Um, and have I toned that line? Yes. I think looking back on my childhood, as I said, that... Um, there were moments where I wanted to kind of embrace that idea that there was more than just black in me because I felt like that was better or more interesting or cooler. And so um, I definitely feel like there was an appropriation that I took in of like Native American culture, like even just claiming that, you know, I was like, like definitely Native American and Shinnecock Indian, but like having no connection with it, you know, like I think about our, our dear friend, Alex, who is part Shinnecock and her family has been, you know, in the reservations for years. They actually are connected with that part of their culture. I didn't have that, but I wanted to, um, assimilate it and I wanted to co-opt it. So that's definitely a case. Um, and I definitely feel moments of appropriation, you know, that I see in, in my family or not even appropriation because there is an appreciation for it. 
they're not That's doing that it fine line, you know, it's such a fine line. So it's like, I, I see the appreciation. I can't determine if it's appropriation or not. I would need an indigenous American person to kind of determine that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so it's, I can't kind of turn the dial, but I do see the appreciate appreciation because there are, I mean, I'm not saying that like we're completely devoid of understanding mm-hmm. our native American history and our culture. And there is connection and history and research that has been done and practices that have been you know taken in um so I see the appreciation there I can definitely see how it's seen as appropriation and spiritually in in the spiritual side there's definitely um the the line between appreciation and, and appropriation uh is is very very fine um because I grew up in a household that you know embraced many many religions um hinduism buddhism um (laughs) wiccan Mm -hmm. catholicism the whole shebang and a lot of the people in um the group of women that my mom kind of prayed with and worshiped with were white women so again it's kind of always different when like other people have their hands on it you know like Mm -hmm. You know, when you see, I know that with, when I'm out with my girlfriends or, you know, out with black people and I, you know, they see a white woman in a sari, mm-hmm. there's that immediate kind of feeling of like, oh, there she go, like trying to kind of adopt something. But I also grew up with like white women who were dead ass Hindu devotees, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um it's just, it's just so hard, but, and, and yes, I've tap danced on that line. I've lived on that line. I was raised on that line. Um, and are there, are there things that you did before that you, that you now are like, um, maybe I wasn't, you know what I mean? Maybe I wouldn't do that anymore because I'm not. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Um, I know that there are. Um, I can't think of any. Right. The one that I can think of, I'm never going to say on air. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> but oh my God. Yeah. There's again, do, you know what? I will tell one. I straight up told some, I was somehow created my own before 23 and me. I created my own fucking pie. Oh, here we go. This is what I used to do. It's the dumbest shit ever. Are you ready for this? Okay. So, I used to like tell people that if they looked close into my eyes, you could see like a slight blue ring around my eyes. And my mother was born with blue eyes, and that blue ring is like, like part of my Irish heritage. Bitch, I'm just having early onset glaucoma. Yeah. Oh and my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely something that I used to do. They used to be like, no, if you look in the eyes, like my eyes are actually kind of lighter than they look. And like, you see the little bit of the blue, that's the Mooney in me. <laughs> oh God. Um, listen, we're going to go there. We're going to talk about the, our damaging childhoods. And I used to be out here 23 and me in my own not na- like racial national heritage where I straight up was like, I'm technically only like 25% black because I'm um, also quarter. And again, I got, la- yeah. I, re- I remember the street corner. I got laughed at I'm <laughs> oh. done. <laughs> she said, I'm by my own family, which I'm really grateful. I'm glad I tested that out once <laughs> and once only. 
because my family laughed my ass off the block. The light skin family laughed me off. That's, <laughs> that's the best because the best place to test everything is with your family. It's with your family. Oh, yeah. This house, yeah. everybody look crazy. <laughs> exactly. So, and my aunt, um, did her 23andMe recently. I hate 23andMe. My mom hates it. My mom hates the idea of doing that because it's like, we're black. We're black, we're black, we're black. Right. We're bickety black, 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 black. Um, I, so. I think it's it's okay. I think like the ancestry and going back and finding out those things. I think that's cool to find out, you know, your history. I don't know. I think it's okay to adapt other customs from other cultures religions I just think that it's important to always credit it's important to kind of research and know why these things are being done or why am I praising this person or why am I wearing this garb or right And there are privileges to what you can practice and how you practice that are different from those that are originating in this culture yes. and originating in this history. And also don't you dare um, think that you can teach anyone. <laughs> right. That's the, right. That's the or big correct. thing. Or correct. correct. Don't you dare correct. Oh no, no, honey. Don't ever correct. Don't you do it. Cause there, it, oh. cause it, especially with religion, it's just, it's kind of religion is one of those things where everyone interprets it mm-hmm. differently and I just think that when you're correcting someone on how they interpret their religion or culture I think that's extremely offensive especially yes. if you didn't grow up within it and that part <laughs> and that part too so yeah girl that that is that is something. well so I want to ask the third question and I think that this is I think a good final tie-in because like we said, the vice president elect um, has definitely inspired the resurgence of this, this topic of this episode idea. Mm -hmm. And we both have kind of relationship with Kamala and her mixed heritage Mm -hmm. visually and culturally. So in, in with, on my end, every, every, my mama looks like Kamala Harris. (laughs) My mama looks like the president. Vice President elect. <laughs> I have been told many a times I see the resemblance. Yeah. I love that. I love the power of visual representation. And, yes. and that's talked about Very so important. much in the black community. So important. And so then there's there's also the, the the impact of this woman who is Jamaican, mm-hmm. Indian, mm-hmm. and went to an HBCU. I mean, mm-hmm. she is like, hi, Danielle. Like, if there, <laughs> if there was a cultural, you know, oh my God, come out, my brother and I, person. and you know, like you know, Kamala, you politically, you know, that's a different story. Whatever, right? That's neither here nor there right now. Right now. <laughs> Well, that's my question. My brother and I were like, yo, this is, she's literally like, like us. Like she represents us. We feel so connected to her. It's crazy. It's like, we can't even believe it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To see somebody like her in the position that she's in. And we're so proud of her. We are. But, but But the question has to be asked. Um, is there a moment where visual representation 
and I hate to use the word, but it's a verb, not a, pro, not a proper noun, trumps social action. <laughs> At what point does visual representation trump social action or vice versa? Thinking about the fact that obviously we love that Kamala Harris is in office, but when Kamala Harris first came to the scene, you know, we were kind of like the history, the, the social work is, yes. but I, I know that she's about to come up in here and change the game. And I, I have faith in that she will. But when does visual representation trump social action? Does it? Um, no, it doesn't. Um, yeah. I don't think it excuses anything that she has done in her political past. Um, you and I, specifically, you know, we 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 were always yeah. a little like, mm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> That's cool, but. What you gonna do? Uh, are you go- are you gonna abolish the prison what system or not? Right. <laughs> what okay. you gonna do? <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, I don't think that it uh, excuses that. Um, I do think we need to hold politicians who look like us accountable. I mm-hmm. think that they need to make good on the promises. Don't pander us. You know what I mean. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't answer questions. Because I've heard her answer very specific questions that could have very specific answers um, with, you know, pandering, like very round about not, you know what I mean? Not addressing the issue for sure. And particularly it's, you know, um, oh God, particularly what is it that we want? <laughs> Prison reform? No, no, no. All right, I'm going to just... Be, let it go. Let it go. Child. Let it go. I'm going to just have to use the term that is in my head right now. I can't what remember is it? the act. Child, what you going to do about our 40 acres and a mule? Uh, reparations. Reparations. Thank you. I <laughs> beginning and I would have gave you the damn word. <laughs> no, I was trying to remember it on my own really I cannot understand I can feel like my the pressure in my head why can't I know this word okay because you know what I didn't know what reparation I learned about 40 acres in a meal before I learned the word reparation so just say that's 40 true. acres in a meal okay that's, no that's a fact that's, that's a fact, fact. Yeah, so that question and that's a big question right because Where's my money, honey? Right. <laughs> where's my land? And where's my auntie? Work the land. Right? Where, auntie, can you go? Where's the money, auntie? Yeah, so that's like one of those questions where we, she does not, she is not touching it, honey. But I have faith. You know what I mean? I and too. this is literally my quote for 2020, for the 2020s. I'm just going to give it for the whole decade because I already see how this is going to be. We going to see. We gon' see. We gon' see. Okay, I'm proud. You know what I mean? But we gon' see. We gon' see. That's just keeping it 100. 
I feel like we texted that to each other the moment <laughs> the ticket was announced. I feel like I've been, that I like was like I'm gonna put this on a shirt or something because that's all I'm telling people because it's let me right. I, but I honestly feel because remember like it was in our group chat and then you and I texted on the side like we gonna see. <laughs> um, listen. Listen, black by default, okay? <laughs> we gotta talk about it. It ain't it ain't all Ava DuVernay and Oprah specials, okay? <laughs> Sometimes it's gotta tell. No, it's true. Talk about it. <laughs> For real. Hold them accountable. They look like us, they're there, excellent. Hold them accountable to to the exactly. promises, to the things that we actually our communities actually need. Like mm-hmm. they need to be held accountable. Obama yeah. You know what I mean? He was excellent, but he also had shit about him too. Let's not Flint. I'll never forget him drinking that motherfucking water. Wow. You ever see saw that video? We won't put this in, but you ever see that video? No. When he was like, the water's fine, y'all, and he's drinking the Flint water. No, stop. Yes. He did it, child. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) What is wrong with y'all? Anyway, but on the other side of that as well, I do understand the things that they had to do in order to get in the get positions there. that they're right. they're in and they are things that are not aligned with you know my yeah, goal, that's right you know what i mean most of us but honestly what else were they going to do to get there cuz no one i'm sorry no there's no one perfect like no one's going to be innocent and become president of the united states or vice yeah. president of the united states no. And if you don't Sorry. believe us, look at Bernie. <laughs> that man's going to be trying to run until he runs in the ground. Like, it's, you cannot play. You just can't. You can't get that far in power in, that, in, in, in America. Yeah, you cannot. It's and impossible. I do some shit. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And no one can tell me different. I don't want to talk to anybody about it. This is what I think. And that is it. <laughs> you have also, to read over the aisle sometimes. Right. And my thing so, is. Like you said, someone like Bernie doesn't. He will not waver. He will not do that. Right. Right. And I think, you know, yes, I would love to see if 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 VP can help get our reparations. But I want Jojo to get that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, not to sound like an old black man, but it's up to the white man to give me my motherfucking money back. You know what I mean? Like, call your boys. Yeah. But she got to push it, though. Yeah, she do. I can see her. But, you know, if you want something done, call a black person. If you want something done right, call a black woman. You know, but, yo, shout out to HBCUs. Yo, y'all about to, y'all enrollment about to be crazy, bro. Yo, I'm about to go to that homecoming. I will get the vaccine for the home, for the, for the Howard homecoming. I will get it. I will get it. I will get it. I cannot wait. I've always wanted to. Honestly, this yeah, is the one moment where I wish I stayed either. in Hampton. This is oh yeah that is this is gonna be a good it's gonna be lit are you crazy first of all the vaccines out black people <laughs> first of all the vaccine is out okay okay I'll be second there. of all black people don't stop and the VP is a Howard alum and an AKA child let me tell you they're gonna be out there with their mirrors strolling honey it's gonna be. It's going to be lit. DC is going to be super lit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to save up. I'm going to have to, you know, once we get past the wedding, all my money's going to Howard Homecoming. We uh-huh. should go. 
Okay. Well, I'm going. Talk to your husband. No, no. Tell him to watch the kids and the dog. We going. <laughs> Oh, God, don't talk about that damn dog. That damn dog. He got to at a farm. Okay, so he could live his best life. I'm done with this. I told him the dog has a, listen, he has a lease. He's as up to this June. He'll be one. If he don't calm the hell down, he going to a farm. Live his best little life. Okay. That ain't right. No, it is right because he ain't gonna be happy here because I'm gonna be yelling at him. Okay. Oh goodness. Off the hook. This door. Off the hook. All right, Danny, what's your jam? My jam. Jam. Actually, this is jam for the jam. I wanted to do the um something that isn't black but feels black. Inspired by Tina Marie. <gasps> okay okay so i guess new rule we're gonna be doing little things fun little question things that's gonna be the no, that's my that'll jam, be our jam today because that'll just be our jam okay our so things that are things Answer something that give us something that isn't black but feels black and, and it, it, this is inspired by tina marie okay so you go all right i have a list Bitch got a list. Because <laughs> we talked about this, so you should we have it loaded up in your head. Yeah, you, you have got it. All right. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Post early in- Justin. Thank you. Post in. Excuse. Let me let me say my thing. Post in sync pre Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, JoJo. Wow. <laughs> Paul Wall. Yeah, <laughs> I still think he's black. I, 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 <laughs> um, this is a new one I put on my list. Michael Rappaport because he is literally in every oh, like yeah Michael or nineties rapper like circle party music video. I don't know. Keep forgetting that his name is Michael Rappaport because I swear his name is like Darnell Jenkins. Like I all, like I honestly. He, says the n-word i know he says the n-word oh yeah and i know that they allow they allow it and yeah honestly if i was three hennessy's in and he might say it i i don't think i would i mean the man chills with most deaf the fuck are you gonna say like he hangs out with he got r.i.p i you know he smoked a blunt with mf dude like come on like what am i supposed to say i'm gonna argue with michael rapport what are we gonna do what are we gonna do do? nothing he says the n-word let it go um one last thing last thing it is not a person it's italian food Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mind is blown. Mind is blown. I have nothing to say after that. No, no, no you got to give us one. Something I, that is I white but feels black. Italian food, honey. Listen. Yup. Black people yep. can make some Italian food. You, <laughs> you, you can make some Italian food. Okay, honey. You know that? What? <laughs> Girl, I say even talk about your sausage and peppers. Listen, listen. <laughs> you know, my mother tried to bamboozle me with some fucking. So she said I made sausage and peppers, and I was like, "What? Like, oh, I haven't had sausage and peppers in so long. I came to her house. I had a plate, took it home. She's like, go oh, take it home and eat it.' I was like, "Great." I buy into that shit. 
she gave me impossible sausage oh and peppers. <laughs> oh, your mom's into the uh, plant-based protein? Whatever. I was pissed. <laughs> I was so, like, I couldn't believe how angry I was. Will you? She, no, I didn't fool me. She's going to get one over on you. <laughs> When you tell someone you had sausage and peppers, I've, I thought I was going to go to Arthur Avenue in my mom's apartment. Like, I was ready, okay? If you would have told me it was plant-based, I would have got myself prepared for it. Oh, my God. I know when I'm biting into swine. Girl. And I know when I'm not. Yes. <laughs> and when I saw it looked a little off, I said, okay, so I got my mind prepared for turkey. Mm-hmm. So, okay, because an Italian turkey sausage is good. Jenny, is. Jenny O be killing it. Spicy Italian? Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. When I bit into that, I was like, I was so mad. I couldn't even tell my mother. Like, she literally was like, how was it? And I just stopped talking to her. Like, I, I couldn't talk for two days. And it was actually, I called her yesterday. I was like, by the way, just to let you know, I was pissed off when you tried <laughs> to get, tell me you made sausage and peppers. How could you do that to a black person? No, honey. She's like, oh, 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 I didn't get, she literally, I think she said, oh, I didn't get that over on you or some shit like that. Oh, no. (sighs) Okay, so we have uh, Michael McDonald. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Classic. (laughs) John B. Yes. Classic. Um, Jerry Springer. Okay. Jerry? Maury. 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 Maury, though. Maury, definitely. Definitely Maury. Like that uncle who's like trying to help you, like, get your life together. Exactly. And General Sauce Chicken. General Sauce Chicken, yes. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. Is that like authentic? So there's a documentary about like it's called in search of general so and so this person is searching for the origin of it and a lot of people thought that it started in san francisco kind of like the egg roll but it turns out that there was a restaurant and i want to say it was in taiwan where the dish actually originated at like this one restaurant and one of the chefs like or one of the cooks went to the states and brought it over Okay. So it's not a traditional Chinese dish, but it was invented it was in China. Hey, mm-hmm. that, you know, that yep. counts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the spare ribs. Mm, child, them rib, mm, rib tips. Is, mm-hmm. Ooh, I, want some, uh, I want some fried rice now, child. Oh, my God. That's well the only thing I can't get here. A well-done pork roll. Ooh, come cow beef Boy, and broccoli. Yeah. Oh, I want to girl. Let me hop on the plane. I'm gonna meet you at Come Cow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-mm. Can't get that in Mexico. It's okay. That's all right. You, I'll learn how to make that, it. You have some really good food there. Oh just, yeah, girl. It's just one of those things where you, when you look forward to when you come home to visit, you know you gonna have some. Yeah. No. When I come food. back, I'm gonna send. <laughs> I'm gonna send the Avengers assemble sound, mm-hmm. and we all assemble in a come cow. I'm sorry. <laughs> done and done. Yes. No. Oh, but this was a really good episode, Danny. I I missed this. I missed you. Me too. And I love this new layout like this is productive as hell sis we're gonna make this work <laughs> Damn, i don't i don't think i gotta edit that much really this is excellent 
thank you guys for listening again and yes joining back with us we're happy to be back on the mic on the mic and (laughs) and let us know and let us know you know your thoughts on this new format if you have ideas you know episode ideas please share with us yes um as you know we were super active on social and we're going to be active on some other things too yes you know because we felt like you know one thing that is inherently black is a remix so we might have to remix some of the episodes in season one in a new way but we'll talk about that later yes for sure and um we're excited for some new things that we have lined up um you know we're definitely gonna be dipping into that clubhouse wave so look out for that um be excited for uh for conversation and new guests interacting with everybody yeah Real and we're gonna time. have some we're gonna have some cool guests this season more guests cool guests more season. guests because like we had so much fun with the guests that we did have and um also it increased our listenership too <laughs> hey so, thank you guys so much <laughs> right yes and don't forget, guys, hit us up on all of our platforms, Black X Default. We are everywhere and we are always listening. Um, we love y'all. Thank you. Comment, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. All that. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Black by Going Ultra Black, I got a toast to that. We don't fold the crack. We going occasion we rose to that. Fuck on postal. We going Ultra Black, watching the global change. Hopping the coldest range. Hip boy on the beat, this shit poster slap. We going Ultra Black. We going, we going. Rhythm and blues, pop rock, soul to jazz, till my toes attack. How I look being told, I'm not supposed to brag. Nobody fault, I tell the truth, I know what's facts. We ultra black, gray stone, skin tone, but multi that. Multiple colors, we coming all shades, mocha black. Except where I'm at and I fight me on it. Emotional stares like I might be wanted. Pitch black like the night, I'm ultra black. Sand for the sun, reruns, jokes are black. Oh yes, oh yes, God bless success. We going ultra black like the S is fast. Talk with a mask on, the freshest breath, African black soap.